0: All right, I got a question for you. Can you list 20 ways to make money without having a job? If you can, you know what? You're not vulnerable. All this craziness going on, you're going to be okay. Now, if you can't, I'm going to challenge you. Grab a pencil, piece of paper, get ready to take some notes here, because by the end of this segment, I want you to be able to do exactly that. Make a list of 20 ways to make money without having a job. Do you love your work? Do you think it's possible? Well, you're about to find out. It's time for 48 Days to the Work You Love with Dan Miller on the 48 Days Online Radio Show. Whether you need a professional tune-up or a work overhaul, this is the program for you. Now, here's your host, Dan Miller. So what in the world is going on? I mean, is the whole world nuts? I mean, we keep hearing more and more about, of course, people quitting their jobs. We're hearing about runaway inflation. We're hearing now about real estate prices coming back down, mortgage rates going up. I mean, it's in, the stock market is in the tank. Cryptocurrency is down 68%. My goodness, is everything going negative? Well, no, it's not. But you got to know how to respond to this. If you're not prepared for change, if you don't know what your marketable skills are, then you're vulnerable. You're really going to suffer with all these changes going on. But if you understand yourself, you know what it is you do well, you really create an insulation level for yourself where you're not going to get hurt. You're going to be okay. So let's look at this. You know Why are people continuing to quit their jobs? What is Beyonce doing to cause even more women to quit? How can you take any skill you have and make a list of 20 ways to make money? You know, if you can't do that, again, stick around. By the end of this segment, it's not going to be long, but I want you to be able to do exactly that. And we're going to wrap up with what are the 10 characteristics of people who end up rich? And our quotation today comes from Brian Tracy, who said, you can never earn in the outside world more than you earn in your own mind. Okay, we're going to kind of camp on that. We'll unpack that some as we go through our conversation today. Our resource is our Entrepreneur Readiness Quiz. Do you have what it takes to be an entrepreneur? Now, the reason I'm focusing on that today is because I get so many questions that have to do with not being vulnerable to having a job. You know, when you have a job, people are feeling vulnerable. That's why a lot of people are quitting. They're saying they want to put themselves in a driver's seat and they're figuring out how to do that. So can you be an entrepreneur? If you go to 48days.com slash entrepreneur, and by now, hopefully you can spell it. You know, a few years ago, that was a challenging word for people to spell, but it is E-N-T-R-E-P-R-E-N-E-U-R. So go to 48days.com entrepreneur. We got a free checklist there to just ask yourself some questions. And I got some guidance there. You can determine real quickly if you're an entrepreneur or not. We had a comment this week in our 48 Days Eagles community from a gentleman who says, I don't want to have a business license or pay taxes. Can someone else do that for me? Or else, how can I just opt out? I don't really want to deal with insurance. Can't I just get a liability waiver from my customers? I'm not an administrator. I responded, I said, wow, unfortunately, the things you want to avoid are the very things that put you in a business. That's perfectly fine, but the best way to avoid those is to just work for someone else. Sure, there's some things you have to handle if you're in a business for yourself, but to me, the trade-off is monumental in that you do create a, a level of not being vulnerable, You create a thick layer of insulation where you're not going to be impacted by things coming and going. If prices for gas go up, if you're an entrepreneur, you have your own business, you can adjust your prices accordingly. If you're locked in with a salary, it's a little more difficult to do. So if you want to be an entrepreneur, figure out how to do that. All right. And again, we're going to end up within those 10 characteristics of people who end up rich. Now, a couple of notes from people here. Get a note from a couple. So, Dan, we appreciate you. are so grateful for your influence. We're finishing up our last RV event. This is a couple who have been on the road RVing for 10 years. Um, they had a contract where they were representing products to RVers and a wonderful, wonderful chapter there. Uh, as they said, before we catch the next wave, I wanted to share how thankful for your guidance 10 years ago that launched us into this mobile lifestyle. The $1,000 we spent on your books and the Coaching with Excellence course has yielded the best ROI we've ever spent and continues to pay dividends. We can't put a price on your kindness and friendship. Your friendship is priceless. Much appreciation. Well, thanks for that. They also referenced a, uh, a book that they re- are reading, From Strength to Strength. That's a new book, book by author Brooks. And um, talks about moving from what he calls fluid intelligence. That's when you're trying lots of things, you're figuring things out, you're in your 30s and 40s, whatever. And then you move to crystallized intelligence, where you've become an expert in something, you have some wisdom to share, you become known for something. It's really remarkable. Um, book. I've enjoyed it thoroughly myself, but in that description of moving from fluid intelligence to crystallized intelligence. So, again, thank you so much for your note. We wish you well as you move into this next chapter, next 10 year chapter of your life. Incidentally, speaking of getting older, I ran across something I just thought it was interesting. I have a friend uh, here in Florida who owns over 400 physical therapy centers. And one of the things they deal with primarily is balance. As people get older, um, they have a problem with balance. I mean, think about it. You know, when you are drying off in the shower, can you lift up one leg and dry that foot? You know, can you tie your shoes with, <laughs> while you're standing and just pick one leg up? If you can stand on one leg for 10 seconds in middle age, your health risk plummets. Now, this is kind of new because it doesn't seem very scientific to do that, but they're finding that it's a really good indicator of how healthy you are. So they say middle-aged people unable to stand on one leg for 10 seconds are almost twice as likely to die in the next 10 years, according to new research. Able to stand on one leg for 10 seconds. So this is just a, this is just a, a freebie, but obviously um, we deal with more than just work. As you know, the last version of 48 Days to the Work You Love is titled 48 Days to the Work and Life You Love. So we're going to throw in some tidbits about a healthy life as well as we go along here. So people were asked to place the front of the foot that you're lifting up on the back of the opposite lower leg while keeping their arms by their sides and their gaze fixed straight ahead. And you can have up to three attempts to do that. So that's the deal. Now, I'm doing it as we're talking right here. I've been standing on one leg, my foot tucked in behind, no support. My hands just by my sides for quite some time as I've been talking about this piece. But it's a cool little exercise. Wow, well, just try that. See if you can stand on one leg with no support for 10 seconds. If you can you're pretty healthy. That's a good indicator. If you can't, you might want to be working on that. All right, let's move on. Well, he got another note here that I just wanted to share. You all have heard me talk about Giovanna Allison. She's our Dean of Coaching in our 40 Days Eagles community. And she shared, wow, wow, wow. She said, I've been holding off on sharing this publicly to all the details were in place. I've just been informed that the U.S. Small Business Administration wants to bring me on as the official small business coach for the local Montgomery Mobile mobile area. Now that's where she lives, Montgomery, Alabama. The program is called SBA Thrive Emerging Leaders and is, established, is for established business owners and C-suite executives who want to take their business to the next level. And she got a link there to go to that. They have several coaches all over the globe hosting this program in nearly every part of the country. And I'm honored to be one of them. I'm overwhelmed by God's goodness. I'm eternally grateful to Dan Miller and the massive impact his life has had on mine. I look forward to helping these C suite executives and businesses thrive. As uh, you put that note in our Eagles community, of course, send me a personal note as well. But I, I'm a, my goodness, that's awesome. And what an appropriate next step in your business coaching trajectory. Now, this is just an insert here before I finish my note. To Giovanna and congratulations to her by all means. But she came to coaching with excellence. And that has been, I suspect that's been close to, you know what? I think it was in 2014. I think it was in 14. So that's eight years ago. But she positioned herself as a coach. She just rocketed up through that. Went through our coaching mastery program, has done extremely well as a coach and getting new opportunities. But I I had to smile when I saw this new program where she's going to be inducted as one of their coaches. It's called SBA Thrive. Well, guess what? The name of her podcast is Thrive Podcast. She has a Thrive Mastermind. She has an annual event called Thrive. I mean, it seems like it just kind of positioned her to be on their radar. And they're certainly fortunate to have Giovanna on their team. But, you know, think about that. Just, I mean, eight years goes by in a blink of an eye. You know, what are you doing to have this kind of an opportunity come your way eight years from now, 10 years from now? You know, what if it's 15 years from now? Would it be worth it to start positioning yourself in the direction to make you where you want to be, you know, 10 years out? Well, sure it would. You know, if you have a clear plan, and has certainly done that. Very, very strategic, positioning herself as a coach, letting people know how she could serve them well and doing that for sure. We have tons of testimonials about people working with Giovanna, but just great to hear, great to see somebody who moved forward so strategically in what they're doing. All right, now, some of the, a couple of the things that are happening in the workplace right now. We know that there's a lot of people leaving their positions. There's no question about that. But one of the things you may not be quite as aware of is that this is not just um, the guy on the line, you know, or the entry-level employee. CEOs, chief executive officers, are joining the great resignation in record numbers because things are really volatile. I mean, look at the things they have to deal with. I mean, uncertain, kind of business direction supply chain challenges. Wow. If you were getting supply parts from Russia or the Ukraine or China or India, seems like anywhere these days, you know, it, you don't know when it's going to get there. We just got, um, we're having some new tile put down in our house and it happened to come from Spain. It's a porcelain tile come from Spain. And we, in as much, we went ahead and scheduled the installation and then realized like a week out that the tile we had ordered had not even yet left Spain. There's a trucker strike in Spain. And so they couldn't get it from the manufacturing plant to the dock. Now we do have it now here now, but it's a couple months behind schedule. So, you know, CEOs dealing with things like that in their business, it makes it frustrating. And then you have all these people that are quitting. Wow, so there's a whole lot of people who have quit their jobs, CEOs. Um, the Starbucks CEO these are people who have just resigned this year. Starbucks CEO has quit. DocuSign CEO, gone. Red Lobster CEO, out. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. Um, there's, in reviewing companies, they've, uh, one of the research firms has found that 103 have named new CEOs just this year. So it's really ramped up. So it's not just, um, again, not just people at any particular level in a business. It goes all the way through where these people are quitting. So the next point that I kind of alluded to, what is Beyonce doing in this mix? Well, she's got a brand new song out. Now, here we are. You know, just the, just, it was just last week, June 22nd, she released her new song, Break My Soul. Break my soul. Now it's typical Beyonce style. You can go check it out. You can Google it and it'll pull up a video of it. You can watch her singing it if you want to. Break my soul, but inspiring people to take control, especially women. Wow, I mean that, that she launched that song. It had ten point one million views in the first three days. Hit the charts immediately, and people like gal named jasmine white been thinking about quitting her job for several months she had applied for other positions but she felt guilty about leaving her company hanging and then she heard beyonce's new single break my soul some of the lyrics are and i just quit my job i'm gonna find new drive they work me so hard work by nine then off past five and they work my nerves that's why i cannot sleep at night now certainly i'm not giving that the cadence that beyonce can you can go hear her her sing it but this gal Jasmine White said, it just felt like a sign. She said, I heard that song, and it's just like she was talking to me. I'm turning to my laptop today. I was just holding on. Boom, this is your sign. Release it. So she's gone. And a whole lot of other people. Of course, we now are in the 11th month. This being June, we're almost ready to roll into July here. 11 months, or more than 4 million Americans have left their jobs each month. I mean, that just... There's been never been a phenomenon like that. Now we know, and you've heard me talk on here, that doesn't mean that unemployment has gone up or we have way more people unemployed. No, unemployment has actually gone down. So it means, and in as much as we have those 4 million people quitting each of those months, we've had like 6.7 million new hires. So there's a positive uptick. It's just that there's a whole lot of moving around. People are leaving jobs and going down the street and getting another job. You know, people get go out and they get three job offers this afternoon. Obviously, they're not going to show up for two of those because they know they can get another one. And it's there's just so much churn going on right now. And people are saying, you know, we're not going to take it anymore. Again, of coming off Beyonce's new song, kind of speaks to a movement that employers better not ignore. I mean, workers are taking control of their careers. Jasmine Escalera is a career coach for women. And she's saying that, you know, we're not going to take it anymore. The times have changed. It's time to change. If companies are not going to change, then they're going to be losing out on amazing workers who have been putting way too much loyalty to organizations who have not been showing loyalty back. Another career coach says, break my soul is about giving workers permission to take the next step in their professional lives. Whether that's quitting their job, asking for a promotion, starting a business advocating for themselves. She said, all these are part of building a new foundation, as Beyonce talks about in the song. There's a a study out that says one in four women are contemplating leaving the workplace or downshifting their career this year. One in four women. All right. So what do you do if you are looking to build a new foundation? as an example. So we're going to kind of play off this. There's a, another, a new list out giving 50 legal ways to make extra money this month. Now, a lot of what these people are doing is saying, you know, I'm not sure I want to be locked into a job that gives me X number of dollars a month. I want to experiment with something. And of course, I talk a lot about using 15 hours a week. How could you use just 15 hours a week to do something on a side? And maybe in that doing something on a side for 15 hours, create at least 50% of what you're getting in your full-time work. And if you do that, then you can kind of have the confidence to maybe make a full transition. Again, I'm not encouraging everybody to do that. If you're like the gentleman that I referenced little bit go here, and you don't want to have any responsibilities, you don't want to deal with taxes and insurance and all that, then by all means, don't do your own thing. Just keep a job and keep looking for another one if you need to, but don't try to do something on your own. It's certainly not for everybody. But if you have that urge and really think that you could, you can experiment more easily today than you ever could before. Now in this list, 50 ways to make extra money this month. I'll give you the link to that. I'll put it in the show notes. If you go to partners.thepennyhoarder.com, it's it's in there, but I'll put a direct link to it in our show notes as well. And I'm not going to go through all 50. I'll just give you a, a few here just to kind of in, kind of snag your interest perhaps. And of course, we have a lot of people who have gotten our 48 low or no-cost business ideas. That's been really popular. And I'm going to integrate that into a, one of the answers to a question here in a minute as well. Tell you a little bit more about that. But uh, yeah, people are looking for these ideas, but there's some new kind of things popping up that we wouldn't have thought about just a year or so ago. So from this list, 50 legal ways to make extra money this month, uh, number six is earn $300 or more a month in passive income with your extra space. If you're like us, your garage probably isn't doing much of anything at the moment. Maybe you have some tools in there. Maybe it's home to your old boxes of odds and ends, collecting dust. But with a website called Neighbor, your extra space, whether it's a spare room, an empty garage, or a parking space, could be earning you an extra $300 a month in totally passive income. Neighbor works by connecting people who need storage space with hosts who have the room to spare. I mean, this is when you think about Turo, where if you have a car, you can list it on Turo. And while you're not using it, somebody else can use it and pay you money for that. It, it's, it's kind of the, the automobile version of Airbnb. You know, Airbnb, if you got an extra room or a room out in a garage or a little room in a backyard or whatever, yeah, you can rent that out and get money from that. Well, this is just saying any kind of space. If you have a place where somebody can park their RV for a couple months. There are people earning you dollars know, $50,000 a year just by letting people park on their property. So anyway, that's one. Uh, you can get paid for taking surveys on your phone. There's a survey website called Cash Kick. It's K-A-S-H-K-I-C-K. There's that. Um, you can, of course, work with DoorDash, where you don't have to deal with people like you would with Lyft or Uber, but just uh, delivering things, delivering people's food. Yeah, people are making $500, $600 a week doing that. There is, well, there, there's even things like uh, getting paid to drink beer. You know, there's, it, it, there's there's a site called Secret Hopper, H-O-P-P-E-R. And what you do is you go to different places, restaurants, stores around, bars, whatever, breweries, and you you drink there, but you then give feedback. You give anonymous feedback. It's like a mystery shopper almost, but this is a secret hopper in that particular one. Well, let's see what else we've got here. Well, there's branded surveys. They'll pay you up to $5 a survey for just sharing your thoughts about their brands. So just telling people what you think. Of course, you can become an affiliate marketer. You can, um, and that's something, of course, that that we do quite a bit. I mean, you'll see us recommend other products and services on here. I mean, just um, last week, there was the BC stack where you could get a whole lot of courses for one price of like $47, you know, yeah, we made a couple thousand dollars, as I recall doing that. There was another one we did a couple weeks ago. It was a little heftier. It was a course on creating your own communities. And from that, you know, I think we made about $15,000 from just recommending that. So that's certainly one that's been around a long time. What else we got here? Oh, you can be a mock juror. You can uh, get paid, you know, $60, like $60 an hour for uh, being helping to recreate like a crime scene for a jury had just, you know, these are just strange things that you, uh, that you certainly can do. You can get paid to drop weight. Healthy wage is a place where they want to track what you're doing. You can um, clean up search engines, mistakes. You can certainly do things with thrift stores, um, create a blog. Obviously you can do that rent out your ping pong table, sell your friendship. This this is kind of weird, you know, this, but but I know there are people really doing this. Rent a friend. You can go to rent a friend, register there, and people will just ask you to go with them to a concert, a sporting event, to family functions, to weddings or whatever. I mean, there are people really doing that. There's a guy who I profiled, been some months back, where he just walks with people. And he charges like $60 an hour just to walk with people, just to have somebody to talk to. And people, he stays booked all the time as much as he wants to, just walking with people. Well, what else we got here? Do online transcription, answer the phone. You can make your own course. Obviously, we talk about that a lot here. If you have, I mean, I just created a new course that we just released this week on car hacking how to drive really nice cars for free. It's something I get asked about a lot. So I put together just how I do that, how I've done that forever. I mean, it's always been like that. I drive whatever I want to drive and they don't cost me anything. Well, there's a way to do that. But if you've got something like that, that you can share with people, certainly putting together a course about that. It could be um, how to play the guitar and it could be all kinds of things Uh, If you've got an area of expertise like that, that's something that you might be able to get out there. You can uh, swap books for Amazon cards. You got old books. You can actually send those back to Amazon. They have a trade-in program. They take your used textbooks, books, whatever. And of course, you can do electronics, other things as well. And they'll give you an Amazon gift card. If you go to Amazon's trade-in page, there's a page set up where you can do that. Teach language as a second language obviously that's true. I mean, I pay a tutor to help teach me Spanish, but you can have any, any language that you want and um, get paid for doing that. You can actually get paid for watching movies. Again, there are the the penny hoarder um, is a a place where you can check out how to get paid for doing that. Uh, Here's somebody who is monetizing their doodles. Guy who sells his art online makes a $2,000 $2,000 a month. He just doodles. He's always doodling the corners of the notebooks on napkins. Never imagined he could make a living from that. Now he sells his imaginative drawings of pizza, sharks, dinosaurs, and so on. Well, I've got um, a granddaughter who doodles. She does artwork. She puts it up on Redbubble. And then you can have that artwork superimposed on a t-shirt, a clock, a, a lampshade mouse pad, all kinds of things. You can have that with her artwork and people do that. And she gets paid for that. It just submits that She doesn't have to create the product, but they use her artwork and she gets paid for that. Doing odd jobs, paid to do to kids. kids. Um, oh, rent out your old baby gear. They're saying, you know, it's a pain to travel where you had to, we just had grandkids here and boy, the, the, the quantity of things they brought with them was pretty astounding on an airplane, but you know, the challenge of bringing strollers and things like that. you may need for kids. There's a peer to peer rental site called go baby, where you can just identify things you have that maybe you're not using anymore. And people will rent those from you for a week or two because they're coming to your area. So someone else's stuff. Well, there's, there's so many ideas in there. I'll just, I'll put the link for, For that in there where you can check it out. But this is one of those things, you got to be able to start making your own list of ways that you can make money even if you don't have a job. Now I'm going to address here, um, right after this, I'm going to address specifically how you use your unique talent because that's much better. That gives you much more leverage, much more potential to really create significant income than just trying to do something that everybody else is doing or doing one of these goofy things where you take a survey or whatever. All right. So moving into that, just a reminder here, you know, we're going to look at questions. Got some coming up here. If you got a question you want to submit, I'd be delighted to look at that. I have it introduced into an upcoming episode of the 48 Days podcast here. If I use that question, I'll send you an autographed copy of the newest version of 48 Days to the Work You Love. Just go to 48days.com slash Dan. You can leave it there. You can leave an audio message there. Just hit the little microphone or write it out if you want to. Again, it's 48days.com slash Dan. All right, this comes from Jonathan, who says, Dan, found your podcast in recent months and have listened to many of them. I'm trying to get caught up, so I listen to two or three a day. I'm 44 years old, a pastor, a part-time CAD engineer for a local company, a husband, and a father of three boys. I love the ministry and the church people I'm privileged to serve alongside. Geographically, I believe I'm where I'm supposed to be. I also have another passion, writing. I've written over 100 songs and would love to do that with my time outside of the ministry rather than the CAD work. I wouldn't know where or how to begin marketing my songs. I also just love to write. Sermon prep is a love of mine due to the writing arm of it. I heard on one of your podcasts about ghostwriting, something about writer's market, I believe. I'd love to know more about those. I want to do something more than just being an engineer. My passion is helping people take steps to better their life, either by writing it or delivering it in audible form. I want to feel like I'm doing something else with my time that is meaningful, purposeful, and profitable. I wish I had found you 20 years ago sincerely someone who wants to use my God-given abilities to bless others in my family. Well, I love your setup here and love the things that you've so clearly identified that you enjoy and that you're good at. I mean, that's the best starting point. I talk about that over and over again. Uh, the best way to have the confidence of proper direction is in looking inward first of the process comes from looking inward. So in as much as we've talked about ways you can make money out here, you can just replicate things other people are doing. The most powerful thing you have at your disposal is to look inward and see what is it you already know about? What is it you already enjoy? What is it you already have proven expertise in doing? So here's what I want to encourage you to do, Jonathan. I'm going to encourage you to make a list of 20 ways you could write, speak, and encourage people. What you say you can do, to make more money than what you're making as a CAD engineer now. So let's just, I'm, I'll help you get started with your list of 20. So number one, you can write a book on helping people take steps to better their life. I mean, clearly I believe in that. You know, my books, 48 Days to the Work and Life You Love, Wisdom Meets Passion, No More Dreaded Mondays, Rudder of the Day, and Understanding Heart. I mean, those are all things that do exactly that. and I, I love that process. Certainly that's very doable, very traditional, but certainly something you can do. Number two, you could connect with other songwriters on promoting your songs. I mean, you live where you live, isn't too far from Nashville. You could go over to visit Bluebird Cafe there in the Green Hills area to meet writers and performers. There's a whole lot of people who got their start there at that little place. You can get an opportunity to get in there and meet other people. See, here's, here's the deal. One of the key characteristics of high performers is that they spend time with people who are already performing at the level at which they want to perform. Just think about that. So you don't want to see other writers, other performers as competitors. You want to see them as allies that can fuel your success, hang around them. That's true for any of you. Now, we're going to use writing here as an example, but I want you, as whoever you are listening, to think about your unique skill, your unique passion that you have, and how you could leverage it, just like we're walking through here to help Jonathan get started on his. But you want to spend time with people who are doing really well what it is you want to do. A lot of people look at it another way, and I just have never understood that. Uh, number three, all right, Jonathan, explore options to be paid for your writing. Now, I'm going to encourage you to get the Writer's Market 100th edition. Now, this is, it comes out every year. It's updated every year. And this happens to be the 100th year edition of that. Writer's Market, the most trusted guide to getting published. So make it make sure it's that, Writer's Market 100th edition. And in there, it has, it's full. It has like 8,000 different places in there, magazines, newspapers, that are looking for websites that are looking for content from writers. I mean, I was asked to write a fifteen hundred word article for AARP magazine. Uh, that that's been a couple of years ago. But every December, uh, they their focus is on people over fifty who are changing careers. Well, my content lines up with that. They reached out to me, asked me if I would write an article. I did. They paid me four thousand dollars. I mean, they are they're. they're Lots of places that pay you for writing in writers' market will show you who they are, who to contact, what kind of content they're, content they're looking for, and how much they pay. A lot of times, it's per word that they pay. You could number four. Let's go to let's keep going here. You could write sermon notes for other pastors. I mean, that has a lot of value. Number five, explore ghost writing. You mentioned that. Sure, that's a very realistic thing. And um, you, if you go to ghost writer you'll see there our eagles member former attorney Nick Pavlidis, member of my mastermind that's his company ghostwriter school a lot of people are going through there he's got somebody who went through there and went from $5000 in writing a book to 15000 to 40000 in less than a year and now that guy who I also know well you know has multiple projects in the works that he's doing at $40,000 each. He was previously a university professor and he'll probably do 10 times in income this year what he was doing with a full salary as a university professor. I mean, Nick Pavlidis himself, I mean, he not only has his ghostwriting school, but he um, has clients of his own where he helps them develop their content and his fees start at about $75,000. So yeah, there are people who have experienced loaded what they're doing by not just having to create their own proprietary content and build their own brand, be an unrecognized name. But if you come along somebody who is already famous, you take an athlete or a celebrity, an actress act or a politician, I mean, those are real common candidates for working with ghostwriters. So somebody has a real significant story, they get a big advance from a company and they pay somebody. I mean, I have a friend who has ghostwritten Many many books books like let let's roll um or that was written after 9 eleven the story about Todd Beamer saying that let's roll and they diverted the plane that then went down in Pennsylvania uh, Ken Abraham wrote the book with his widow Lisa and uh, his typical fee for that is a quarter of a million dollars so ghostwriting you has a lot of possibilities there that you could explore. Well, number six, you could create an online community for church leaders. And check some of these out. I mean you just, just you can check out what's available out there, but if you go to ministrytoparents.com, ministrytoparents.com, that's just one example. Jonathan on there has uh, built a big audience. It's $59 a month to be a member of that and he just it creates activities and teaching and training where church leaders can get content, activities that they can use in their churches. I mean, what if you had a a group like that? His is $59 a month. I mean, what if you built that up to have 425 members? Well, 425 members, that'd be $25,000 a month. Yeah, that'd be kind of a nice addition. And uh, certainly, I would assume that that would surpass the, the income that you're getting from being a CAD engineer. $25,000 Twenty five thousand dollars a month. You know, that's more than a quarter of a million dollars a year. So probably goes past that. But that's the power of having a unique idea, where then you leverage it, and you have multiple people who are taking advantage of it at the same time. And as I've already alluded to, if we have number seven here, that would be build a course around one of your favorite sermons. Uh, just think about you know your one of your favorite sermon topics that you've had. I'm sure there's that. I've been working with lots of pastors over the years. There's always that. I'm currently updating our program, right to the Bank. Now, the first version of that came out in 2006, and the way I did that was in doing a teleseminar. I'll never forget it. It was my first teleseminar where I just invited people online to pay $69, and I'd walk through how to turn your writing into income. Well, that night when I did that, I made over $18,000. I mean, it blew my mind. That was back in 2006. And then here we are 16 years later. I Because it was so popular, I turned it into an immediate product where people could get it either physically in a three-ring binder, you know, with a couple CDs in there. And now, of course, it's all digital. We were selling a physical version of that for $197. And now it's available on our website for $117. But again, once you get something like that in place, then the multiples of that as people buy again and again and again, get really, really interesting. Number eight, what are are three questions that you have been asked again and again? I mean, that's one of my business models has been for many years. If three people ask me the same question, I create a product to answer that question. I mean, it just, has always been that way and that's served me very well and you can go look at our product suite in our 48 days store and see all the products that that i've created over the years just based on what people were asking me as questions i was on moody radio a few years ago um anita lustria and and, uh, melinda schmidt were co-hosting that had a massive women's audience around the world and I was on there and we were doing, we were pre-recording because they were going to be on vacation for a couple of weeks. So I knew we were pre-recording it. And uh, Melinda said, you know, we've got a lot of women who ask us again. They were asked the question over and over again, who asked us, is there any way that I can be primary caregiver for my children, but still create income? I said, Oh my goodness, there's tons of ways. I said, if you just go to 48 days.com, look for the yellow post-it note, where it has 48 low or no cost business ideas. You'll find a whole bunch of ideas to get you started. Now, the funny thing was, I didn't have that. I didn't have anything. We finished recording that radio show, and I asked Melinda, I said, when is this gonna air? Because I didn't have anything. But if people were asking that, I knew I could create it. Well, she told me it was a very short time frame. I created a list on a Saturday morning, gave it to one of my virtual assistants. I said, hey, put this together. And on a Monday morning, following that, about 20 minutes before that radio show went live, we did, in fact, have a yellow post-it note on our site, that led people to 48 low or no cost business ideas. Now that radio show aired, I was also on with Dave Ramsey right about that time. I was on a couple of podcasts and in 30 days, that PDF of, which I just put out there as a PDF, 48 low or no cost business ideas was downloaded over 90,000 times because it was so popular. Then we created a product I mean, sharing those 48 di- ideas with people and And of course, we've sold thousands and thousands of copies of that since that. The digital version is available now, only digital. We don't print them physically anymore. I've got physical copies here in my office, but those are just kind of for memory's sake. It's offered digitally for $18. I'll put a link to that as well in the show notes. Got a lot of things here that we're talking about. I'll just put a list together in the show notes for today. But, you know, that's an idea that you could do. You know, what, what is it that you have that people are asking about repeatedly? How could you put together the response to that? But instead of just telling that one person, now you've got it in a form where you can have a thousand people get the response to that answer that they're interested in as well. As I mentioned, just this last week, we released our car hacking program because people are always asking me about the cars I drive. I mean, I, it's, it's hard to ever be out without people getting comments on the car that I currently drive. And that what they don't realize is driving a nice car that gets their attention doesn't cost me anything. I, I know at any given day, I could sell the car for way more than I paid for it, even though I've been driving it now for a year or so. So anyway, uh, and and well, I, I, may do a, I may do an episode for this podcast, explaining how I do drive really nice cars for free. But that's just an example, again, of something where people were asking me, so I put together a course, and now we're selling the course. We released that last week, and I just saw the sales number, and it is doing really, really well. So, you know, that's just kind of fun. All right, Jonathan, number nine. I'll, I'll wrap this up here, but number nine, you become a facilitator based on your presentation skills as a pastor. Now, I just got a note from a gentleman who lives in California, who was an associate pastor. And um, here's his note. Greetings, Dan. I'm writing this message to share some good news. I received an email today from the American Management Association inviting me to join their faculty as a contract trainer. Thank you for coaching and encouraging me during this season of transition for walking me through the job search process. You were right. It really works. This is a gentleman who had quit his job and was uh, anticipating you know, finding another job, but he wasn't really thrilled about that. He's not really quite old enough to retire, but just having the challenges. And so I suggested this model, rather than getting another job, becoming a facilitator for one of these well-known companies based on, again, his great presentation skills. We know he can do that. So he got the opportunity. He got booked with AMA, which was probably the most prestigious training program like this. They're a big organization. You know, they'll send out a hundred thousand flyers saying on this given day at this hotel conference room, we're going to be addressing this topic, you know, how to keep good employees or whatever it happens to be. That's what this gentleman did. That's not the first one. Um, There was one um, last year that also a a pastor that I directed in that direction, and uh, he feels like he's on vacation. He's contracted for 10 days a month. He makes way more than he ever made as a pastor, and no nights, weekends. He's out 10 days a month. That's a fulfillment of his contract. Just a beautiful, beautiful kind of move for him. You could start a podcast. I'll, I'll end with this, this is 10. I told you to get a list of 20. I'm going to give you 10 and you can work on your own uh, the next 10 yourself. But you could start a podcast. Cliff Ravenscraft, who many of you will recognize his name. He was an associate pastor of a little church, felt like that was his calling. They had 75 members, you know, they were meeting in a school, so he'd get there early on Sunday morning, set up chairs, and then break down chairs again. He thought, man, this is a lot of work, you know, with a little group of people. But he started doing a podcast just for fun, based on the TV series Lost, which has a lot of spiritual undertones, and uh, anyway, he was just doing that for fun. And, all, and people started asking him questions. You know, hey, you know, what do you think I should do in this situation? He realized these were real-life questions. These were deep philosophical and spiritual questions because there was so much tie-in with the theme in Lost. And all of a sudden, he realized, wait a minute. I, I've got this group of 75 people that I see on Sunday mornings. Now I've got 60,000 people listening to me. My congregation is is comprised of 60,000 people. And when he recognized that, that launched him into a very lucrative opportunity of teaching other people how to set up their own podcast. I mean, he became the podcast answer man, and he helped other pastors. I remember there were two nuns that came to him, and he helped them set up their podcast. And of course, countless other people moved into a very, very lucrative Um, part of his career as the podcast answer man. Okay. So there you go. Now, again, if you're not a writer, I hope this has inspired you because take what it is you do and create a list, start creating a list like this. So Jonathan, I want to encourage you to just add 10 more things to get your list of 20 ideas. Then do a little bit more research on the three or four that really fire you up. Things that really interest you. And then based on that, create a plan. And I'm confident 48 days from now, you can be up and running. You can replace that income you're getting as a kid, engineer and more and be on your way to whatever kind of lifestyle you wanna live. All right, let me just wrap up here. 10 characteristics of people who end up rich. These, These are just my own, this is not scientific. These are just things that I've observed over the years of watching people. So here we go. Number one, expect success. Number two, create a clear plan. Three, work hard. Four, avoid debt. Five, be teachable and a lifelong learner. Six, exercise self-control, persistence, and delayed gratification. Seven, accept personal responsibility. Eight, keep good company. Nine, remain opportunity conscious. Ten, enjoy the present, but plan for the future. Hey, there you go. That's the way it works. Those are real characteristics. And the the cool thing is, those are things you can model immediately. Check out what people who are really successful are already doing. Model their behavior. And we've used that a lot. A lot of people have done extremely well in just using that one kind of method for getting where they want to go. Well, remember our quotation? You can never earn in the outside world more than you earn in your own mind. Brian Tracy said that. So I hope this has been fun, encouraging. I hope your wheels are turning. Brain is spinning. Pen is moving on the paper to create your own list. This is an opportunity time. I mean, certainly things are changing. There are a lot of things that people wish were not changing. People hoping to go back to normal. Well, it's not going to happen. Things aren't going to go back to normal as we knew it two years ago, three years ago now not going to happen. So what are you going to do to embrace the change? What are you going to do to recognize your own opportunity in moving forward? What are those things you could do that would put you into a category of one where it's not just what everybody else is doing. It's something you do really, really well. Explore that. Hey, have fun doing that. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for sending in your questions for being open to growing and being a powerful force for making the world a better place. You know, share this episode with three of your friends. People you know are also committed to personal growth. I mean, they'll thank you for that. I mean, become known for your positivity, for offering hope and encouragement to others. I mean, if you give somebody a book or if you recommend somebody that helps that person succeed, It will elevate your credibility and value in their eyes. Be that person. Be that person that encourages others, helps them with resources to accelerate their own success. And then stay committed to your belief that we can, without a shadow of a doubt, find or create work that is meaningful, purposeful, and profitable. Have a great week. We'll be back here next week. The 48 Days radio episode.